I've saved my voice a little bit. Still having problems. Been sucking on the, um, these uh, cough drops for about the last half hour. Trying to get prepared. I'll pop one in there now uh, as we begin to study. Take and turn to Ruth chapter number 2. Ruth chapter number 2. Last time we were in the book of Ruth, last week, really the last two weeks, we saw how Ruth had gone into the field of Boaz to glean barley. And while she was there, she met Boaz. Boaz met her. She caught his eye. She ate lunch at his table. She, uh, he personally served her the food. And when she left the field that day, she left with more than she bargained for. She returned home that evening weary and tired from her labors, but she had a story to tell to Naomi. And that's what we're going to be dealing with tonight. All day, I'm sure that her mother-in-law, Naomi, would have been waiting for her to return with just enough grain for a little meal for them both. When Ruth finally did return, she was loaded down with enough grain to last my whole week. What a blessing. Not only did she have grain, but she had some good news to tell. <clears throat> and I want us to look at the, that good news. It's the news that we all need to hear because this good news from the field of grace can help each of us to grow in our walk with the Lord. Some mighty big truths here that we're going to look at tonight. If you're willing to grab a hold of them. Let's begin in verse 17 and 18. <clears throat> so she, speaking of Ruth, gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned. It was about an ephah of, of, of barley. That's about a half bushel or about 25 pounds of barley. And um, it says in verse 18, she took it up, went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And she brought forth and gave to her that uh, she had reserved after she was sufficed. Talking about um, she brought home a doggy bag of the of, of eating at the table, and uh, there was some left over there that she didn't have, didn't eat, and she brought it home for Naomi. Um, <clears throat> so I want us to see here uh, a couple of things here. Ruth had some good news about their provisions. We know that Ruth had provisions that were designed to satisfy. When she returned home with that 25 pounds of barley, that was more than enough to feed these two women for a week. It's good, good, was a good amount of barley, actually. And she went looking for enough for one meal and returned with enough to feed them for a week. And that was, a, that was a, quite a day. Amen. And Boaz wanted her to get so much in his field that she would never dream, even dream of gleaning anywhere else. You know, he wanted to remain in that field because he had an eye out for her. Can I tell you that our heavenly Boaz, the Lord, is determined to bless his people too? And what a blessing, amen. Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He does that in Christ. Now the Lord wants to give us so much more uh, than we could even imagine. And He wants to give us so much that we'll never think about going anywhere else to glean. Just stay right in His field. Ruth's words to Naomi in verse 21 
served to show that their blessings would continue until the end of the harvest. Skip down to verse 21. Ruth the Moabite said, He said unto me, Also thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. So she not only brought home provisions for that one day, but she's going back next day and the next day. <laughs> she, she, she wasn't done yet. Our Lord will bless us right until the end of the harvest here in the world. If we'll just be faithful, our Lord doesn't intend to stop blessing us even when we leave this world. Oh, how he blesses us now, but he's going to really bless us then, amen? I'm looking forward to that blessing when we get out of here. I thank the Lord for his daily blessings. He daily loadeth us with benefits. We are blessed, and we all thank the Lord for his provision each and every day. But I am looking forward to that time when we are at home with him. <clears throat> we see that Ruth had provisions that were designed to satisfy. Um, Ruth had provisions that were designed to show. There, there in verse 18, I mean, you, you can imagine Ruth walking back to the city. Everybody's viewing her, okay? They're seeing what she's carrying. Um, and you see her as she throws that 25-pound across her shoulder and heads back into the city. People passing her by knew that she was that girl from Moab. They knew she and Naomi came to town with nothing. <laughs> and by now, most of them knew that she had gone to the field of Boaz to glean. You know how, how word gets around, right? <clears throat> Don't take long for her to get around. People like to talk. And they could, just, they could also see that she had received a blessing by just watching her go past. I'm sure it was in her attitude, in her step, and also in that bag that she was carrying. I mean, it's, uh, it was all over her that Boaz was really making a statement to the community in his blessing, Ruth. He kind of he showed that he had interest there. <clears throat> that sack of grain was his way of saying, I got my eye on Ruth and I'm going to be a blessing in her life. And you know that the Lord's blessings in our lives are designed to show a lost world just how good God is. You know, um, He blesses His people in order to create a desire in the hearts of those that don't know Him. And that's why He gives us grace for living. He wants to use us as living testimonies to His grace, His power, and His glory. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Now, as we live out the real blessings of God, this world is going to be affected by God's working in us. Uh, they can't help but see it, really, uh, if we are submissive to the Lord's will for our life. What are the real blessings of God? It's a life that manifests the fruits of the Spirit, a life that is dedicated to Him, that is surrendered to Him, and it manifests forth those uh, fruit of the fruit of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians five, verse twenty-two and twenty-three. <coughs> uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, <clears throat> meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. <clears throat> now a child of God who displays these graces in his or her life 
is a child of God who's walking in victory. And that's the way the Lord wants us to walk, amen, in victory. Ruth had provisions that were designed to satisfy. She also had provisions that were designed to show. But she had provisions that were designed to share too. There in verse 18, I mentioned um, with that last, last phrase there, and gave to her, gave to Naomi, uh, that she had reserved after she had sufficed. And he's talking about back in verse 14 when she was sitting at the table with Boaz. Mealtime, Boaz called her, said, come on up here, eat with me, and uh, eat of the bread, dip thy morsel in the vinegar, and she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed. So it's talking about that that, that she was sufficed with. Uh, she, she got satisfied and got full there. And... Uh, but she shared the remaining part of her portion that she had been given by Boaz uh, there with, with Naomi. Ruth wasn't selfish. She wanted to share what she had with Naomi. Did you know that we're not simply uh, to hoard up the blessings of the Lord? The Lord doesn't bless us just so that we can say, well, you know, I got, I got the blessings of the Lord on my life. No, he wants us to share them with others. Whatever we've been blessed <clears throat> with by God, has been given to us for His glory, <clears throat> whether it be a, a talent, we're to use it for His glory. <clears throat> the God's truth, we're to share it for His glory. Amen. Whether it's a gift or financial resources or whatever, His His blessings are given to us that we might share them with others. Now Ruth received what she did because of God's good grace but also because she was willing to work for it. And make no mistake about it, she was busy uh, gleaning. You know, they, they didn't glean for her. They dropped, the, they dropped those uh, uh, handfuls of purpose there, but she was gleaning and she beat it out herself. And um, uh, she gleaned and she got more than she gleaned. Same is true in spiritual matters. God gives us so much more than we put into it, but he expects us to apply ourselves, whether it be in prayer or worship or just victory in our daily lives. Uh, the Christian life is not for the lazy. You know, we're to be busy about the Lord's work. God's best is reserved for those who are willing to deny themselves, take up his cross daily, and follow him. That's found in Matthew 16, 24. So Ruth had some good news about their provisions. And uh, these, that good news, uh, she, wanted to, she was satisfied, she wanted to show it, and she wanted to share it. Amen. Now, let's pick up in verse number 19 and read down to verse 21. <clears throat> verse 19, And her mother-in-law, Naomi, said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her <coughs> daughter-in-law, uh, Blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, <coughs> The man is our near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. That's important here. We'll take a look at it in just a minute. Verse 21. 
And Ruth the Moabite said, He said unto me, Also thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. So Ruth has some good news about a person. Boaz was a person who was interested in their situation. I mean, he, um, he knew all about Naomi and, and Ruth. He heard the story. And when Naomi saw all that Ruth had returned with, she was overwhelmed and began to magnify the person who had given so much. And uh, she could easily see that, the, that Ruth didn't get that much by just your normal gleaning. Okay, This wasn't your normal gleaning. Uh, she, um, had, she was dumped on. <laughs> and uh, she knew that someone had blessed them with an open hand. And she blessed the person who, quote, has taken knowledge of. Taken knowledge of Ruth. That, that word, taking knowledge, knowledge, means it conveys the idea of paying attention to, to acknowledge or to notice. Naomi realized that the person behind all this grain had noticed Ruth and wanted to be a special blessing to her. Now, Naomi didn't know it at this point, and neither did Ruth, but <clears throat> Ruth had been noticed by one of that was interested in knowing her even better. He was interested in her situation. Now, uh, look back in verse number 11 and 12 that we looked at the previous two weeks there. Look at the, it says, Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath been fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and mother and the land of thy nativity, and are come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. He, he was, uh, I guess, impressed by uh, her actions there. Uh, he was interested in uh, her for her actions. Listen, the Lord is interested in us. Uh, wherever we may be today in our spiritual journey, Jesus is interested in us getting to know him better. Now, it doesn't matter how well you know him, he wants to know you better. He's interested in, in knowing the lost by uh, salvation. He's interested in the cold and backslidden heart of the believer uh, returning to him so that they can know him more intimately. He's interested in leading those who are defeated to a place of power and victory. And the question is often really, how interested are we in what the Lord has to offer us. Amen. That's where we need to get. Boaz was a person who was interested in their situation. Uh, secondly, Boaz was a person who was involved in their situation. There in verse number 19, uh, not only was Boaz interested in Ruth's situation, but he was involved in her and Naomi's situation. He had opened his hands and his heart to Ruth and took steps to improve her and Naomi's condition. I mean, he's taking some steps there. And uh, verse 15 and 16 prove that. Uh, verse, verse 15 that we saw last week. When she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. Let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. So <clears throat> he was uh, 
he, he, he was trying to be an open blessing. Boaz was busy working behind the scenes to see that Ruth's needs were met. And he was involved in her life, <clears throat> whether she knew it or not. Our heavenly Boaz is involved in our lives. And there are times when uh, we, we can't see him. <laughs> you know, There are times when his hand's not visible, but we can rest assured that he is actively working on our behalf to fulfill his plan in our lives. You know, it's good to go about a day to, to realize that God knows exactly what's happening in your life and what's happening in the world. And, he's, and he not only knows what's happening, but he's interested in what's happening to us. Amen. Um, so, I'm glad that uh, the Lord uses even the little inconveniences for his glory. Um, and for our benefit, you know, you think think about minor inconveniences. I mean, which of us have not lost our keys when we went out to the car? You know, and we got all frustrated and bent out of shape, and and uh, finally we found the keys and wondered what in the world's going on. They're going to be late. Where I'm going to go? And you and you get in there, and uh, you don't know what the Lord saved you from, and and putting that little glitch there to allow you to, to not remember where they were at. could delay delayed you get, getting to where you were going, but it was for your benefit. And realize that the Lord's in, even in the small things. Amen? He's in the small things. So Boaz was a person who was involved in their situation, and then we see Boaz was a person who was the instrument in their situation. Boaz didn't even realize the extent that he was being used in the lives of these two women. He had been become an instrument in the hand of the Lord. The Lord was using him. And uh, let me share with you three ways in which Boaz was being used by God as an instrument of blessing. Uh, first of all, Boaz was an instrument of revival. Of revival. Remember chapter number 1, verse 20? It's on the same page here with, with mine. I can look at it right here, but let me let me read that to you. And this is when they first came to town. And uh, verse 20, and, and she said unto them, this is Naomi speaking, call me not Naomi, call me Mara. That's bitter. Okay. Naomi means pleasant. Mara means bitter. It said, for the, the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me? And the Almighty hath afflicted me. So, um, here we see that Naomi was a defeated, discouraged woman. She was that way because of her backslidden condition along with her, her uh, husband. Uh, of course, he's, he passed off the scene. He died. Uh, but she was there in uh, Moab. Uh, not, he's outside of the will of God. Uh, however, when Ruth returned from the field of grace with the good news of Boaz, I want you to think about this. Naomi was, was once more restored to a place of worship and victory. I mean, she perked up. Uh, God had used this man to encourage the heart of one of his children. She heard that, word, she heard that name, Boaz. I know Boaz. Boaz is a kinsman. And listen, if a child of God has allowed their heart to grow cold and hard toward the things of the Lord, 
let me remind you that he knows where you're at. <laughs> you know, he knows where they are. He, he wants to show up in a backslider's life and set things right as only he can do. Just because one is down doesn't mean that they are out of his care. Amen. Um, the Lord still cares. One of the first steps in getting back to the place of the Lord's best blessings is for the wanderer to come before him and deal with whatever is lacking in their life. And that's the challenge we have from God, the Word of God ourselves is to get things right in it. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Boaz was an instrument of revival. Second of all, Boaz was an instrument of redemption. Redemption. Now, not redemption as we think, but the picture works, okay? We're talking about uh, a kinsman redeemer uh, with regard to um, who could help them in their situation. <clears throat> We're not talking about the redemption of their soul, all right? Uh, but as Naomi listened to Ruth speak, the wheels of her mind were no doubt turning. Boaz. She heard that name Boaz and she recognized he is near of kin. She remembered who he was and said he is one of our next kinsmen. Then she began to realize all that the Lord was doing in his providence. The Lord had brought Ruth into contact with one who had the right of redemption. The right of redemption according to the law. And... Um, Look at Leviticus 25. Holy place there in Ruth. <clears throat> Leviticus 25, verse number 25 through 34. <clears throat> Leviticus 25, verse number 25. If thy brother be waxen poor, and hath sold away some of his possession, and if any of his kin come to redeem it, then shall he redeem that which his brother sold. And if the man have none to redeem it, and himself be able to redeem it, then let him count the years of the sale thereof, and restore the overplus unto the man to whom he sold it, that he may return unto his possession. But if he be not able to restore it to him, and that which is sold shall remain in the hand of him that hath bought it to the year of jubilee. And in the year and in the jubilee it shall go out, and he shall return unto his possession. And if a man selling a dwelling house in a walled city, then he may redeem it within a whole year after it is sold. Within a full year he may redeem it. And if not redeemed within the space of a full year, then the house is that is in the walled city shall be established forever to him that bought it uh, throughout his generation. It shall not go out in the jubilee. Um, but the houses of the villages which have no wall round about them shall be counted as the fields of country, that they may be redeemed, and they shall not go out in the jubilee. Notwithstanding, the cities of the Levites and the houses of the cities of their possession may Levites redeem at any time. And if a man purchase of the Levites, then the house that is sold and the city of his possession shall go out in the year of Jubilee for the house of the cities of Levites are possession among the children of Israel. But in the field of the suburbs of their cities may not be sold for his, their perpetual possession. Now, uh, talking about right of redemption according to the law, 
And we can almost uh, understand how that uh, Ruth may be uh, starting to gain spiritual confidence because under the law of redemption, for a man to be a kinsman redeemer, three things had to be true. First of all, he had to be related, and Boaz was related. Um, we saw in chapter number 2, in verse number 1, Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, uh, a mighty man of wealth, of the na- uh, family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. So um, I thank God that we have a Redeemer that's related. Amen. Jesus. Uh, he became flesh uh, so that he could be our Redeemer. Uh, Hebrews 2, verse 14 and 15 talk about that. So do John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse number 1 and 14, uh, how that he became flesh. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He had to be related. Boaz was related. He had to be able to redeem. Boaz was a mighty man of wealth that we just read there in chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus is able to redeem all who come to him for salvation. Amen. He's got eternal wealth. <laughs> that salvation that he provided there on the cross of Calvary is sufficient for each and every person that needs it. And whoever will come to him for salvation, um, according to Hebrews 7.25. But not only um, did he have to be related and be able to redeem, but he had to be willing to redeem. Now, everything Boaz was doing suggested that he was willing to do anything to get to know Ruth. Jesus was more than willing to pay the price for our redemption. According to Romans 5.8, But God commended His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. These women needed a Redeemer. If they didn't find one, they were destined to live their lives in poverty. All who were lost in sin need a redeemer. Amen. Um, one and only one is available. If they'll only hear him, come to him, believe on him, trust in his provision. And that's Jesus Christ. So Boaz was an instrument of revival. Boaz was an instrument of redemption. And then last of all, Boaz was an instrument of refreshment. Of refreshment. There in verse 21. When uh, Ruth tells Naomi in verse 21 that she would be returning to the field of grace to work until the harvest ended. In other words, they were going to enjoy plenty because of this man named Boaz. What a blessing it had to be, amen. Um, I mean, they they were living day by day. Are we going to have enough for today? Uh, Are we going to have enough for tomorrow? Boaz had his reapers dropping handfuls of purpose for Ruth. Every day he would see that she had parched corn and a cool drink of water. She didn't even have to pack a lunch. Amen. And uh, she had all the grain she could carry when she left the field. He was going to be a blessing to Ruth uh, for as long as Ruth worked in his field. Listen to me. The Lord has glory and power and victory and blessing available for every one of us that are his children. But he wants us to be in his field working. Amen. He wants us working in his field. For Ruth to get what Boaz wanted her to have, she would have to go to the field of grace every day, day by day, and put forth some effort. Amen. At 
It's the same way in the spiritual realm. If we want the Lord's best, then we have to do our part by staying in the field of grace and glean in the Lord's field of grace. Amen. All right, that's our Bible study for this evening. We'll come back and pick up in chapter number 3. Um, uh, read that uh, Read that last verse of chapter 2. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Just tells her, hey, she, she did what she said she was going to do. And we're going to see in chapter number three, I mean, I mean, this is a love story here. I mean, it's, uh, things are fixing to get real interesting pretty soon here. So uh, hang on. Hang on tight. All right. Well, let's, let's pull out our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs, and we'll be dismissed with this prayer.